0: Well, friends, Brian Gailey, Falls News. Welcome to Ask Klamath. It is episode 5 of season 4. We're actually 37 episodes in. We're joined today by Chief Michael Cook here, Chilliquin Fire and Rescue. Chief, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Uh, so in today's show, we're actually going to be discussing the purpose of the Chilliquin Fire and Rescue, how to prepare your home in the case of an emergency. Uh, being up there in Chiliquin, a lot of your your neighbors out there they all live in the forest right and many of them live in the forest so wildfire is a big issue it's true we have a
1: lot of urban interface up in that area
0: so we're going to be talking about how to get your home prepped and things like that and we're going to be taking your questions live here on the show but before we get to all that brandon roll that intro Well, friends, Brian Gailey, Clam Falls News. Welcome to our show here It's Ask Klamath, presented by the Klamath County Fairgrounds. Fifth episode of season four here today. We're airing this live on May 22nd, 2019. I'm very happy to introduce our guest today as Chief Michael Cook of Chiliquin Fire and Rescue. Um, Chief Cook, I'm going to actually read a little short bio here that I was provided on you. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll ask you if it was legit or not and how <laughs> accurate it is. Chief Cook was raised on a ranch in Merlin, Oregon before moving and graduating in Cottage Grove. Uh, he joined the Navy where he spent 10 years in service in the Navy. Chief Cook uh, uh, just lost my place. Oh, there it is. In the Navy, Chief Cook worked in firefighting, fire training, and as well as a fire marshal. Mm-hmm. Uh, upon finishing his service in the Navy, Chief Cook moved to the Willamette Valley where he was joined, where he joined the Cresswell Volunteer Fire Department and worked his way up to captain. And, his, and in November of 2014, came to Klamath County where he is now chief at Chiloquin Fire and Rescue. I know that's got to be a real short, condensed version. Where are some of those holes in there that we missed?
1: So, uh, a big part of that is uh, moving over here with my family. We actually, uh, my lovely wife and I, we have five children. Um, They're stretched out between 11 years old and 30. Um, That's a gap. It is a gap. It is a gap. Uh, Three girls, two boys. Um, And we have uh, number four is actually graduating this year. And we got uh, number five will be going to eighth grade. So, it is a gap. Um, a big part of that also was uh, some of the departments that I got to work with along the way, and some of the steps on that. So,
0: very cool. So, guys, we're actually going to be taking your questions live here during the show. Get those in the in the comments below. We'll actually be addressing those for Chief Cook and Chiliquin Fire. Uh, kind of fire in questions in general. Uh, he's, Chief Cook is here going to talk about. Uh, before we do that, though, I do have a couple questions I want to ask you. Okay. If you're ready, how. Kind of, kind of setting the stage for us. How did you know you wanted to be a firefighter?
1: You know, it kind of came upon me in the Navy. Um, I did quite a few things. I ended up getting hurt and, uh, and uh, worked in what they call repair lockers on ships. You know, part of that is the firefighting. Um, and just moved my way up through the ranks. Uh, toward the end of my career, I was actually training uh, uh, sailors for shipboard firefighting duties. Uh, I was working out of Louisiana for a short time. Uh, after getting out. And coming out, I actually saw Phil the Boot in Cresswell and thought, hey, you know, I went down and talked to the chief down there and got into the firefighting part. And it was fun being a volunteer. And then in 2007, I got to work for a gentleman named uh, George Dunkel. And he's a fire chief. And I thought, wow, what can I do to, you know, work toward that? And he gave me a long laundry list of items to work on mm-hmm. and away way we went. And the more I got to help people, the more I got to help my community, um, the more I wanted to do it. And so I took all the classes I could and kind of moved forward. So it was, it was just kind of a, uh, I didn't choose it. It chose me. It chose you. It chose me.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So you said you, some classes that you took, was there some education background as well that, that you had to do?
1: There is. Um, so uh, a lot of mine was the DPSST, which is a state training program. Uh, a lot of it was within the departments uh, with some experience. Um, I really worked hard hard on uh, my firefighting um, classes. I tried to work hard uh, my driving, my pumper operator classes. Um, I wish I'd had the opportunity to go to a college uh, such as KCC. They currently have a resident program Mm -hmm. uh, for firefighting that is uh, excellent, and they're constantly uh, improving that program. Um, Chemeketa uh, is a wonderful program as well, and I never had those opportunities. So I really had to work on training within the local programs of the fire departments. Um, and that's kind of the area that I came from.
0: So if somebody was looking to pursue a career in firefighting, would, do you have any tips or recommendations of how they could go about doing that?
1: I do. There's, there's probably um, two to three different ways. Um, one way would be start with a local volunteer department. Uh, get in, learn the culture, uh, volunteer your time, help out your community, uh, get your certifications as a firefighter. As a driver, uh, work toward getting your EMT and possibly your paramedic. Um, and once you get the experience behind you and you have the training behind you, uh, you would be able to go and apply uh, for a career position. Uh, another uh, way to do it would be to go to a school such as KCC or Chemeketa and get your uh, fire science degree with a background, and some experience, and then you could apply and go to a, uh, a paid staff or a position. Uh, a career department mm-hmm. and attempt to get a job then you don't quite have the experience at that point but that would be another avenue and then you could just go to a career department and apply uh, when they open up um, Can continue to take uh, and study your testing and move forward from there so those would be the avenues I'm obviously biased I mm-hmm. believe that starting in a volunteer uh, department is really good because it gives you an opportunity to help your community at the same time that you're moving forward with your career
0: is With the uh, KCC, there might be some op- opportunities, but I'm not sure about with Chemeketa. but would there be a chance that somebody could do a volunteer role and go to school at the same time?
1: Absolutely. Um, we currently have uh, two uh, resident firefighters or volunteers that are going through the fire science program at KCC at this time. Um, they spend their weeks uh, going to class. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got done getting out of the EMT class and uh, are working on uh, attaining their licenses At the same time, they worked at the department, they got to go on calls, they were on the trucks, they've been working on their driving, they've got to work with patients. And so they're getting the experience at the same time they're going to school. And once again, KCC is doing an excellent job at moving that program forward and giving these uh, young people an opportunity to get their fire science degree and move forward with a great career.
0: Yeah, President Gutierrez does some fantastic things with their KCC. He does. So looking at your job and what you do, we're going to actually be talking a bit more about that here shortly, but what would you say is your favorite part of what you do?
1: Oh, th- there's quite a bit. Uh, you know, the smiles and the looks on, on, on my personnel Uh, when they get done achieving something or accomplish something or helping somebody out in the community is wonderful. And probably going out in the community and seeing the people that we get to help and seeing them up and around and the big smiles and the thank yous. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the best moments have been hugs from the little kids that we've helped out uh, with some of the circumstances that they've had. So, yeah, it's getting to see the people happy. Getting Definitely. to see them happy. Getting to see him happy. That's yeah. awesome to hear.
0: Yeah. Uh, what would you, flip that though, what would you <laughs> say is the least favorite of what you got to deal with? You know,
1: the worst part about this job truly is that when somebody calls 911, they're having the worst day of their life. They are. They that's are. true. And, you know, it is our opportunity to make that better, but working with somebody that's having the worst day of their life, we have to remember to be compassionate. We have to remember to be able to help them, assist them. Um, and sometimes that's challenging because it, it, it hits you right here, you know? So I would definitely have to say that that is the most challenging part.
0: That is the most challenging. Yes. I w- I could definitely see that. <laughs> um, so guys, we're actually gonna be taking a commercial break here in just a moment. Kind of hard to follow that up, but, uh, but we're going to be taking a commercial break. Now is a great time to get your questions in for chief cook here, um, because he's going to be taking yours live as we go on through the show. Guys, we'll be right back after these messages. People say I got a Three
2: big shows at this year's Klamath County Fair. Thursday night, August 1st, rooted in tradition in both sound and style, the trio Midland. The 2018 ACM Awards New Vocal Group of the Year, Midland, Thursday night, August 1st. Pre-sale party zone tickets are 30 bucks, and general admission are 10 Friday night, August 2nd, newcomer John Wolf will bring world-class country music from the American heartland to the stage at the Klamath County Fairgrounds. John Wolf. It's the girl in two Pre-sale party zone tickets are $10 each. And Saturday night, August 3rd, touting several platinum-selling albums, 10 number one singles, and multiple ACM and CMA awards. Woo! And now at the Klamath County Fair, Lone Star. What about now? Why should we Pre-sale party zone tickets are $15. And general admission are $10 at the fairgrounds and online at KlamathCountyFair.com. you can have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car. So Excel Auto
0: Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rourke, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down.
2: Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests, or reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and move over.
0: When you need us,
2: we've got your back. Do
0: you have ours?
2: You got our back?
0: You got ours? You got our back? Please slow down
2: and move over.
0: Hello, friends. Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. This is our fifth episode, Season 4. We're joined today by Chief Michael Cook of Chilipin Fire and Rescue. Um, we're going to answer some questions here with Chief here in just a moment, but before we do, I want to remind you that this section is actually brought to you by Coastal Farm and Ranch, serving you in the Pacific Northwest at 17 locations, including Klamath Falls at 1776 Avalon Street. Since 1963, we're just what the country needs, Coastal Farm and Ranch. A uh, big thank you to those guys. We couldn't do this show without them. So, Chief, before we were talking a little bit about uh, your past and how you got to where you're at and your role and, and what you like and don't like, but I'd like to dive a little bit more into the organization itself. Um, and, and you threw out a term earlier about volunteer fire departments and career fire departments. Mm-hmm. What is Chiliquin? Is it a volunteer organization up there?
1: So Chiliquin Fire and Rescue is a volunteer department. Um, currently, it would be called a combination department. Uh, starting July 1st, 2019, I'm proud to announce that Chilicun Fire and Rescue will be able to go to a 48-96-hour shift with full-time firefighter EMTs on to provide 24-hour coverage to our community, um, 365. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: That is so, awesome. So is that going to be all employees? All, you know, everybody the, that works there, isn't going to be an employee? At, or how's At this that?
1: time... At this time, the the fiscal restraints only allow us to put one person on shift, but this is something that is really going to help out with uh, ensuring that our equipment is prepared at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, Response is going to cut down our response time and, as I said, provide a better response to the community. The volunteers, however, are really what our organization is all about. Without the volunteers, we could not do what we do today. Um, We currently have about 30 volunteers. Um, These are wonderful people in our community. They volunteer their time. The most valuable commodity they have, their time. And they work 8 to 12 hours a day. Um, they uh, sacrifice time with their family. Uh, they're the ones that truly get out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning to help their neighbors and those that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is wonderful. Um, the most noble people that I know are volunteers, and I really would like to personally thank them and the time that uh, that they spend to help their community make it better. Um, they spend... Upwards of 100 to 250 hours a year of training um, on their personal time to ensure that their skills are up in firefighting, wildland, uh, EMS, um, technical expertise such as extrication from vehicles, um, the driver training in the in the on the, um, the trucks and mm-hmm. the ambulances. So it's amazing. Our volunteers are absolutely wonderful, and without them. Chilquan Fire and Rescue would not exist
0: now. Your volunteers and they have shifts like everybody else as well. Kind of assigned time that they're to respond, or how does that work? Are they in the station house waiting for calls to come in during that time, or are they at home?
1: Um, Well, it depends. Uh, Majority time they are at home. Um, At this time, we have three levels of uh, volunteers, if you will. Uh, We have a resident volunteer, which actually stays at the firehouse, and at this time, those are uh, KCC students. They would stay in they would pull certain shifts uh, certain weekends mm-hmm. uh, they would work on their training work on their skills um, and then we have an interim program that i'm very very happy that we started about two years ago that i'm happy to say that is moving forward rather rather well uh, and what that does it allows somebody that does not live in our fire district to serve or to work with our fire district and get trained by our fire district to work on their skills so we currently have two people that live in Klamath Falls and they come down every Tuesday night and they train with us. Um, they take uh, come down on their own time and work on their uh, certifications, training, driving. And then they pull uh, an eight-hour shift at least once a week and up to a 24-hour shift once a month mm-hmm. to assist the community and be part of the department. And then lastly, we have our volunteers that are local. And those, the majority of them... Um, stay at home, they have pagers, uh, when the tones go out they respond and then at times we put together a little day room and they'll come down and watch some TV or do something and, and they'll be at the station sometimes when we get a call and be able to respond from the station. Mm-hmm. So. It's wonderful.
0: Now, responding from the station, I would assume is it helps your call times a little bit because they don't have to go from their house to the station, right? right? And you guys have a couple of stations, too, don't you? you, you get right, in, right in the city of Chiloquen, another one by Agency Lake, I believe? We do. We actually have three fire stations. Okay. Yep.
1: Um, our district is approximately 105 square miles. Uh, we have three straight, uh, stations that span across it, uh, one on Modoc Point Road on the west side of the district. We have station one, which is in the, the city proper in the middle of Chiloquen and then we have Station 3 which is out on Sprague River Road at milepost 8.5 and and those house 16 uh, apparatus we have uh, two engines and a ladder we have three large tenders we have uh, five wildland trucks uh, three ambulances, and a couple of staff vehicles Nice to go with those 30 volunteers.
0: And, and it might seem like a lot of equipment to some of those people out there, but you guys cover a lot of area. Your, your service district is, is would you say, 125 square miles?
1: Yeah, our taxing district is 105 square 105 miles. 105
0: square miles. But where you guys actually respond to is quite a bit bigger.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we work very hard to work with our mutual aid partners, so we'll respond all the way up to Highway 138 or Chemalt um, on a regular basis to assist them. Uh, We respond all the way over to Rocky Point um, and Crater Lake, um, all the way to Jackson County to assist if needed. Uh, We go all the way over and help Sprague, and if need be, we'll go over to Bly and assist them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we go down to Hagelstein Park uh, is kind of where we divide with uh, District 1 and us. But if we need help, um, we we call District 1 and they'll come up and assist us, and we're always uh, more than welcome to go down and help them as well. So altogether, there are times when we're covering uh, up to 2,500 square miles in the central county.
0: 2,500 square miles, and this—that's like the site is the state of Rhode Island. Yes, sir. Yes, that's sir. that's a lot of area for just one organization. Yeah. But fortunately, you guys—you mentioned partners. You guys are able to have a lot of help out there through Oregon Department of Forestry, Forest Service, Sheriff's Department, all those guys. You all work together up there, don't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And. As you said, we couldn't do it without them. Um, I'm very proud to say we have wonderful working relationships with all of our mutual aid partners. Um, all the fire districts: um, Crescent, Chamult, uh, Rocky Point, Sprague. We have District Five, Bly, uh, Bonanza, Merrill, Malin, District Five, District One, and Keno. Um, all wonderful departments that we work together. Um, we had a large fire this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that I believe that seven of those districts were out helping us, assisting us within 30 minutes. It was wonderful. Um, we worked really hard to work with ODF. ODF has been a great partner in the fact that um, not only do they have trucks patrolling in our area on a regular basis, but they work out of our Station 3 as a satellite station. Oh, that's cool. It is great. Um, they're utilizing that as a cache, and it works great for the county because that way our resources are centralized. And so it doesn't just help Chiliquin, it mm-hmm. helps all of us. Uh, Forest Service, great, wonderful partner uh, when it comes to uh, the wildland firefighting. And not just that, but structural. We had a structure fire here a while back, and they happened to be driving by. They were able to get on our channel and forward information to us so that we were able to get the right equipment and personnel out there. That's good to know. Great partners. Uh, the law enforcement, I I can't speak enough for. Uh, OSP has been wonderful. Uh, Lieutenant Miller has done a great job uh, assisting um, our department and helping us out on the highways, keeping my people safe. Mm -hmm. And the SO Sheriff's Office, uh, Sheriff Cabrow has done a phenomenal job as well. We've had a few challenges out in Chillicothe at times and the Sheriff's Office has been out there to assist, um, keep our personnel safe and to help our community. So working together, it's it's not just Chillicune Fire and Rescue. It's all of us helping keep our community safe, and they do a great job to assist us.
0: Very good. And, and So in that area, you guys are doing medical calls. You're doing car accidents and fires and all sorts of wildland fires responding. Is there anything you guys aren't responding to?
1: So no, not really. Um, we uh, In 2018, we responded to 18. Eight, Correction, eight hundred and seventeen calls. Wow, um, of those about four hundred and fifty were medical transport So we do EMS and medical transport with the ambulances, and we try to assist our neighbors and our neighbors assist us. Uh, there's times that we've had all three of our ambulances rolling at the same time in Chillicothe. Mm-hmm. We do structural protection. Uh, last year we had um, fourteen structure fires, and eight car fires. And then on wildland, we had 15 wildland fires last year and actually 22 wildland responses that we went with our mutual aid partners, ODF, Forest Service. Um, And so we do quite a bit. And then on the highways, especially during the winter months, uh, January to March is our busy months with ice and snow, is we're doing approximately 45 motor vehicle accidents every year. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um,
0: Most on 97, I assume?
1: Mostly on 97. And... You know, due to inclement weather, it it happens, Mm -hmm. Um, but we do quite a bit and therefore the uh, extrication training or the extrication from the vehicles is really important, so we do a lot of that. And then uh, we will assist if uh, SO is needed for any search or rescue or uh, any of the other agencies need any assistance with their specialties. We're always there to help.
0: Now off camera, we were talking a little bit uh, just a little while ago, and you mentioned one of your partnerships in a way that it really works is you guys, you may only have six people on your crew at any given time, and say air support has to get called in, air link's coming in and they have to evacuate somebody. The, what was it, the forest service actually can put it together a landing zone for you so your guys can still stay working with the incident?
1: Absolutely. And, and thanks for bringing AirLink up. They have been a wonderful partner. Um, as you know, we have a lot of frontier land and they have really assist us with a lot of patient care. But yes, there are times uh, we had an accident uh, out in East County not too long ago that we needed to bring in AirLink and we happen to have ODF and Forest Service personnel on scene. They're well-trained mm-hmm. and landing a helicopter and setting up an LZ. We were able to utilize uh, those partners. To help set up the LZ, why we were shorthanded with volunteers, we got to take care of the patients, the traffic, um, and a couple of fire issues. We were able to take care of that at the t- at the, while ODF and Forest Service were busy setting up the LZ. It was wonderful, you know. So I turn around and there's a bird on the ground. They've done a great job, awesome, you know. And at the same time, same time, uh, we've worked with SO and done the exact same thing on West County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheriff's office has brought in a couple birds for us, so. We have wonderful partners in Klamath County. I, I really hope that everybody understands how how well everybody's working together and how well we're serving our community
0: together. It turns out to be one big team, doesn't it? It
1: is, we're one big happy family.
0: Now you mentioned you had several pieces of apparatus. Those are the fire trucks, the engines, the the vehicles and whatnot. How, how is your fleet? Is it an aging fleet? Do you got some new equipment mixed with some older equipment? Or how is that looking for you?
1: We're doing very well at this time. Um, when I first started, our average age of our fleet was between 27 and 29 years. Um, at this current time, I'm proud to announce that we are sitting at 13.4 years as our average age. Um, and a large part of that is going back to relationships. Mm-hmm. Oregon Department of Forestry really helped us with what they call a PEPs program. And what that is is uh, um, extra Forest Service or ODF vehicles that... Um, are allowed to go to small rural departments to help out. So I, I achieved, uh, I accomplished getting three um, wildland trucks mm-hmm. that helped bring our fleet up from the 1980s trucks to the two th- mid-2000s trucks. Nice. Um, they're already outfitted. They work well for us. And once again, ODF and Forest Service have helped us put those uh, in service and get them going. Um, and some of the other things we've done is by working on funding and grants, we've been able to accomplish getting some other vehicles as well and that's helped bring our average age of our fleet up. And as you well know, the younger your fleet is, the less the cost of maintenance, the more money you save. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've done a really good job in that area.
0: So a couple more questions. One that just came to my mind, you talked a bit about the service district, right? Mm-hmm. Your area that you're your taxing district, and then the area you support where your service district is. How are you funded up there in Chiliquin? Is is it solely off of that tax district? So. Chilicon Fire
1: and Rescue is a special tax district that taxes 90 cents per thousand. Our um, district value is approximately $250 million, which gives us about a $232,000 income a year. Um, And we only recoup about 90% of that. So basically the district runs 105 square miles, 815 calls a year, 30 volunteers and uh, 16 apparatus with three stations. Um, to include all the utilities and everything, we run that with $212,000 um, 212 to 220000 In addition to that, we do incur some revenue from our EMS and EMS Transport. Uh, we do miscellaneous billing for uh, certain um, services along um, Highway 97. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we worked really hard to uh, accomplish getting grants from uh, certain agencies, and that's helped with personnel and procurement of equipment. So... We've worked really hard to, to get our income so that we'd be able to um, go to the paid staff, as I said earlier. But in all honesty, our tax base is approximately 220000
0: Okay, two hundred twenty. It seems kind of thin, but I'm not in it. Is that kind of average for, for a district of your size, or is that a little on the light side?
1: We are one of the lowest in, in the county. There are a couple other that are lower than us, but it is pretty low. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, So, to the general public out there, maybe it's people out there that live in Chiloquan around your your neighbors, or maybe it's people down here in the basin, further lower down basin, what can we do as a community to help make your job easier? Boy, there's a loaded question, isn't there, Brian?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, some of the main things that, that I've run across is when we call 911, we really need to communicate. And it's hard it's really hard because I said earlier uh, when somebody calls they're having the worst day of their life and so it's really hard to, to communicate and get the right facts out but some of the other things that people can do to help us is address markers mm-hmm. make sure your property is addressed correctly make sure that we can find you um, that is always um, a, a, a big challenge um, and then uh, hopefully we can get into this later but some of the things we can do especially with wildland season coming up is Making sure that your driveways are clear, making sure that you have defensible space around your home. Um, if you know that you have known medical um, uh, issues or um, challenges, mm-hmm. maintain a, a list of your medications. You know, Maintain a, a list of your history that helps our, um, our providers provide a better service to you um, and get more knowledge when they arrive on scene. And. I really can't think of much more at this time <laughs> except for communicate and, mm-hmm. and really try to, to get the point across.
0: Communication is a big deal no matter where you're at, right? Being is. able to help communicate those things. But the letters, the number street numbers is something I wouldn't have normally thought about. But I would imagine, you know, you drive uh, through our rural areas and you'll see those reflective signs mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, that would be a big helper, or, or, or yeah. you know, large numbers put yeah, on the, your driveway.
1: The old directions of you just drive down the, the Red Rock Road and you turn at the left pine tree. It, it's challenging, mm-hmm. you know, and really address markers do help. You know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, we're just as excited and we want to help just as much as you want to be helped. And trying to find you sometimes can be a challenge. So I would say help us help you.
0: To go with that, if there's a car accident, how, what's an easy way to let you know where somebody's at? Do you have to mentally write down every mile marker you go down? But, you know, you, if you're. I, I, I went through Chiloquin t- 15 minutes ago. That's yep. kind of hard to know where that might be. How can how can people help you respond to something in a rural road?
1: So one of the partners that I missed um, and I really shouldn't have is our 911. Um, our dispatchers do a excellent job uh, communicating to us. Uh, they're basically the heart and soul of the the communication system within Klamath County. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have some wonderful tools at their disposal. So if you call from a cell phone, they're able to triangulate or find out where that's at, and they usually do a really good job communicating to us um, where they've placed you uh, should you have an emergency, and be able to tell us that you're between milepost four and five on. Sprague River Road. Okay. But we have some really good tools at our disposal, and that's one of them is is Klamath 911 does a really good job conveying that.
0: Awesome. Well, Chief, thank you for answering those questions. Guys, we're going to be taking a commercial break here in just a moment, Uh, and like I said, we're going to be taking your questions live as well. Now is a great time to get those in because we'll be right back in just two minutes.
2: People say I gotta drink Three big shows at this year's Klamath County Fair. Thursday night, August 1st, rooted in tradition in both sound and style. The trio Midland. The 2018 ACM Awards New Vocal Group of the Year, Midland, Thursday night, August 1st. Pre-sale party zone tickets are 30 bucks, and general admission are 10 Friday night, August 2nd, newcomer John Wolfe will bring world-class country music from the American heartland to the stage at the Klamath County Fairgrounds. John Wolfe. It's the girl in Texas. Presale party zone tickets are $10 each. And Saturday night, August 3rd, touting several platinum-selling albums, 10 number-one singles, and multiple ACM and CMA awards. And now at the Klamath County Fair, Lone Star. What about now? Why should we wait? Pre-sale party zone tickets are $15 and general admission are $10 at the fairgrounds and online at KlamathCountyFair.com. you can have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as she owns that car.
0: So Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorik owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body. It's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see lights, vests,
2: or reflectors, please give us some room. Slow down and
0: move over. When you need us,
2: we've got your back. Do you have ours? You got our back?
0: You got ours? You got our back?
2: Please, slow down. And move over.
0: On well, friends, Brian Gailey, Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. It's uh, season four, episode number five. We're joined here today by Chief Michael Cook uh, from Chilliquin Fire and Rescue. We've actually answered quite a bit of questions already about the the department, about your how you got started and things like that. We're going to actually touch a few questions on how to be prepared for wildfire season. It's right around the corner and where the future is for chiliquin Fire. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to give a shout out to our friends over at the fairgrounds. They actually pre- uh, present this show for us. They're actually our segment sponsor as well. And they want to let you know that happening this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Can you believe it's Memorial Day already?
1: I cannot. I can't either. <laughs> Memorial
0: Day weekend uh, happening at the fairgrounds is the big powwow. The victory, the Memorial Day powwow is happening over there both Friday and or excuse me both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, next week, starting next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, as this airs, it's a week from tomorrow. The spring carnival returns. Uh, Davis shows Northwest comes back to town, bringing all your favorite rides, food, and midway games to uh, to have a bunch of fun. Uh, to see what else is going on, head over to kcfairgrounds.org, and you can see what else they can do for you as well. Chief, you ready for some more questions? I am. All right, so I actually noticed here there's a question. I think we're gonna answer your question before we even get to live questions about how to get your home prepared. Wildfire season's just around the corner. It is. It's probably gonna start anytime, even though it's raining today, it, it's gonna start sooner than we think. We've already been a couple of fires up in your area. Yeah, we've, had, um, we've had 10 so far. 10 so far. 10 so far. So, so more, That's more than a couple. More than a couple. Uh, what can people do to get their home ready for wildfire season, so if something happens, they have a good chance of having their home safe. What can people do?
1: Well, there's quite a few items um, to help us. Once again, we go back to the address markers. No, make sure that we can find you. Make sure that we know uh, where you're at. Some of the things you could have done to prepare. Uh, give, your, give your home a 30 to 100 foot uh, defensible area. Ensure that it's cleared all the way around and clean all those pine needles off the roof. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important. Um, because if we come in and we and we need to help prep your house, those will be some of the items we're doing. Be cautious of stacking burnables up to the next uh, next to your house. So um, your
0: your wood pile you burn in the wintertime, don't leave that right next to the house. That
1: would be if that's that's correct. Yeah, um, and then some of the other items uh, be prepared. Um, be prepared that should something happen. Have a map of the area. Um, be familiar with your exit routes. Mm-hmm. Be familiar with your communications. Um, recommend always have a to go bag. Um, My family has one and if power should go out or there should be any emergencies, it's always handy to have that. It's not just for wildfire. Um, Some of the other items that you might wanna be looking at is communications, paying attention to local news, paying attention to the local warnings from ODF or the Forest Service. Um, There's a lot of little areas there um, that you can uh, definitely pay attention. Take a look at your disaster supply kits. Do you have the water? Do you have the spare batteries you need for your radios so you can listen to the news? Um, Do you have a possible solar charger for your cell phone? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you familiar with where you're going? And once again, back to the maps, you're not always going to be able to count on having that electrical power. Um, Do you have a spare fuel to be able to get where you need to with the vehicles that you're going to be using? So There's a lot of little tiny small items. Um, There's a lot of good resources out there. Uh, Klamath County um, Emergency Management um, site has a wonderful opportunity to take a look see and it has some of our wui plans for our county Mm -hmm. it has some of our emergency action plans Um, morgan lindsay has done a phenomenal job putting that together and it's very user friendly so i would highly recommend if you get an opportunity please take a look at uh, Klamath County uh, Emergency Management site.
0: And actually, Brandon, right, I think we might have a link for that there we'll put up on the screen. It's actually KlamathCounty.org and then go down to Emergency Management. Correct. So KlamathCounty.org and head over to Emergency Management. The, li- the whole link is very long. It but
1: is. You can find it very easily. It's very, very easy to use, but it's a great site. Um, ChiloquinFire.com. Chilliquinfire.com is a wonderful website. We have a link on there for a lot of additional information. It uh, shows you how to burn piles burn piles uh, safely during burn season.
0: Mm-hmm. Which uh, we're not in, by the way. Which right? we are
1: not in, yeah. Uh, at least in Chilliquin Fire and Rescue. In, in Chilliquin Fire District, uh, we stopped issuing burn permits as of the 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever you're at in Klamath County, check with your local fire department. And make sure that you check the rules and regulations where you live. Um, but on our website, we have a lot of links to the Oregon Department of Forestry, the Forest Service, and other entities within the county. There's a lot of information on
0: there to assist you with. Very nice. Um, so, but um, the ready, set, go, right? The evacuation warnings, mm-hmm. um, that also can be found uh, on our site. If you head over to clownfallsnews.org and you click over on Wildfire, uh, our, our sister company, Cascade Firewatch, has a lot of that stuff ready to go. Somebody I spoke with last year, I don't remember who it was, uh, basically was saying during wildfire season, when wildfire season is on, you have the three levels, ready, set, and go. Mm-hmm. That if you live out in in the trees, in, in areas that are prone to wildfire, that you should always be at level one ready, Right. Have those things ready to go.
1: My personal recommendation would be do so, um, and a lot of part of that, especially if you live out in the in the rurals or the urban interface, and you have animals, something that you really need to be aware of is what is your plan to take care of those animals, mm-hmm. um, those horses and cattle. They need the cattle. They need our help. Um, what are you going to do with the dogs and and the cats? Uh, do they have extra food? Do they have extra water? Um, do you have extra cages for them? Do you have a place to put them? Um, where are you going to transport Uh, transport, excuse me, transport your horses or your cattle to. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really need to have that plan. And that's part of level one, which is um, be ready. And, you know, that's part of the to-go kit It's what am I going to do with my my family? What am I going to do for communication? What am I going to do with my my animals? Absolutely.
0: Right. And it can happen anytime. You could go from nothing and And then something breaks out, and you got to go now. It could. There is no ready. There is no set. There is no. It's just go. And that actually happened in Lapine not too long ago, too. Right? There was there was a uh, a fire that got loose out there, which I think was a burn. That from what I understand, that got got loose and it started taking out things in the neighborhood, and the whole neighborhood had to go. There was no. Let's do it. But fortunately, there was only one structure lost, from what I understand. Uh, but that it can go quick. It can go very quick.
1: Yep. And if you're at the ready status already, it will definitely assist you.
0: So that's with wildfire. Now say there's an emergency at home. Um, a medical call comes to a house, right? Uh, or there's a, a house fire or something like that. How can somebody be prepared for those? It's a little bit different, right? Um, well, obviously 911
1: uh, is if you have an emergency, call 911 and be prepared to give them your name, uh, your location, uh, what the emergency is. And the once again, our 911 operators are trained to ask specific questions to help you with the emergency and to help our responders Mm -hmm. be able to know what equipment and where to respond at. So it's really hard to say be patient but be patient with the 911 responders. Give them the information they're asking for and that helps us respond quicker. Um, Be prepared if your house, uh, if you do have an emergency in your house and you suspect or have a fire, evacuate. Get out. Uh, Make sure that you're out. And once again I highly recommend that if you have an opportunity Um, please have a safe place to go to in your home. Make sure that your entire family knows that we're going to go out and meet by the old pine tree. You know, we're going to meet by the mailbox. Have that designated place that the entire family knows where to go so that we can account for them uh, when we get there. Um, Same with car wrecks. Uh, If you have a car wreck, please stay out of the road. Stay in a safe place. Uh, Contact 911. Emergency responders will be there as soon as possible. Um, Once again, we have a wonderful family of fire and EMS responders within Klamath County, and they will get there quickly, and they will help you.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, guys, if you want to check that out, was ChiloquinFire.com was a good spot to to learn some stuff here from from, uh, Chief Cook and his team over there, as well as KlamathCounty.org, and then look for um, emergency management, right? Yeah. Look for emergency management. So switching gears a little bit, talk okay. about the future of your of your organization up there. The future of Chilpan Fire. Mm-hmm. Things are always changing. You always got to be prepared. Okay. But what are some of the goals that you guys have set forward for yourself? Oh, well, there's a, there's a long list. My <laughs> volunteers are always
1: come with more talk about being dynamic. Um, so we have a lot. Uh, a big part of that is once again, and I. I hope that it doesn't sound like you keep going back to it but it's it's true we continue to work on the relationships with our mutual aid partners with our our, the people that we respond with in the county because there's always a better way to do it Mm -hmm. somebody always has a better way to do it we have better technologies out there we have better opportunities better trained people and so being able to work on those is 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 phenomenal Um, within our community we're working really hard within the community of Chiloquin. Uh We're proud to say we're the home of the Klamath Tribes. Uh, we have a community that's working very, very hard. The Panthers and Queens at the high school are doing an excellent job. And uh, so everybody's pulling together and making things better and, and Chilliquin Fire and Rescue wants to be part of that. We want to help make our community better um, in whatever area we can. Uh, one of the other things we're looking at is we're looking at the possibility of, of building a new station mm-hmm. um, within Chilliquin. Uh, we're always looking at ways to improve upon our uh, equipment and safety status. And then something else that uh, I'm really happy to see with our, with our current personnel is improving training and education. Um, in today's world the technology changes so rapid that there's always new te- uh, ways to train and to educate. And I'm proud to say that uh, our people are, are on top of that and we're moving forward on a regular basis
0: so talk about training and education way things go electric vehicles are out there is there specific training you guys have to how to respond to an electric crash with an electric vehicle at Tesla for example you know Brian
1: talk about an industry that is moving so rapidly you know our our cell phones move rapidly communications apps but the car industry um, and it's really hard to stay up on top of that We utilize a lot of different avenues, such as tech manuals. Uh, We try to do online training. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk with our our partners and other people in the industry. Um, A great example is just today I talked to one of our local tow companies, uh, and he came across some new information. We're starting to see more Teslas out on the road. And he came across some information on a 1-800 number that we're able to place on our trucks. And now if we run across a Tesla or any certain issues with a Tesla, we can call this number and get right to a uh, manufacturer and they'll be able to help us with securing the power or removing a patient or whatever the case is. Oh, how cool! And so we've, you've really got to stay up on top of that. There's a few apps out there that are really wonderful that we can put in the model and make of a vehicle and it'll tell us where we can and can't cut. Mm, okay. um, it'll tell us what we can and can't do. And so it, we're, we're working really hard in a lot of those areas, but you bring a great point to light. <laughs> it is a challenge. Yeah. and it's a very big challenge
0: and what you're doing today may not work tomorrow because it'll change yep so you gotta always stay on top of that absolutely uh, current projects what are some of the things you guys are currently working on um,
1: so we're working on quite a few little items uh, one of the things go back to education uh, we're working on getting our technical rescue areas um, uh, a little bit better equipped mm-hmm. um, we're working on getting our vehicles safer. We're always upgrading. Uh, district Fire District One back to our mutual aid partners. Fire District One uh, worked really hard um, to put together a regional uh, self-contained breathing apparatus grant. So you've seen the tanks. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You've seen the tanks that the firefighters wear on their back. Well, District One put together a grant to supply uh, many of the districts throughout Klamath County brand new air packs and what that did is it helped standardize so that we're all wearing the same equipment Nice, is very nice and so that kind of thing as we look forward we're trying to always improve and that was one thing that we improved upon um... the education and training part uh... is another big part in the fact that we're always looking for the new technologies improving our our hands-on training improving our classroom training Um, and so there's quite a bit of little areas that we're trying to always improve upon. You know, we're always working on the funding. We're always looking for a, a new grant and a new area to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're always working on those improvements, with those relationships within our community.
0: Very good. Uh, great things there. I've got one more question I want to hit with you before we, uh, before we wrap. We're going to be taking a break here in just a minute. With those training and things and, and whatnot, the, the, the SCBAs that you were just talking about, is there anything that you guys are short on that you need? And if so, can the is there a way that we as a community can help you get that?
1: You know, I'm thinking you're asking a fire chief if he needs anything or she needs anything, and and there's always a long list. But um, truly, uh, we definitely need community support. Uh, all the departments need community support. Uh, we're always looking at ways to uh, improve upon um, uh, our equipment. Um, as far as funding goes. Um, Within Chiloquin, we have a system called FireMed, and there's many fire departments within Klamath County that has that. Mm -hmm. And FireMed is a way that helps protect you um, and helps ensure you when you have a medical emergency with an ambulance. And that would be one thing that um, by signing up for that, you're helping us help you. Um, As far as the community supplying things, you know, my big request would be, Support your local firefighters. Support your local volunteers. Understand how important these people are to the community that are volunteering their time to help you. Um, And give them support. Tell them thank you. When you see them uh, driving down the street, wave at them. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you get a chance, come visit your local firefighters at your local fire department. It's really important. Um,
0: Sometimes that handshake just means the world. It you does. Know, it truly does. It does. Uh, Brandon, the producer off camera over here, has actually had an opportunity a couple different times to to go and see the uh, you know, the new Fire District 1 office next to the city PD and and even got to ride in a fire truck and, and do some other cool stuff. Excellent. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, guys, we're actually going to be taking a commercial break here. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. But if you've got any questions for, for Chief Cook here, now is a wonderful time for you to get those in because when we come back, we're going to be asking your questions. We'll be right back.
2: People say I got a
0: drink in three big shows
2: at this year's Klamath County Fair. Thursday night, August 1st, rooted in tradition in both sound and style, the Trio Midland. The 2018 ACM Awards New Vocal Group of the Year, Midland. Thursday night, August 1st. Presale party zone tickets are 30 bucks and general admission are 10. Friday night, August 2nd, newcomer John Wolf will bring world-class country music from the American heartland to the stage at the Klamath County Fairgrounds. John Wolf it's the girl in tansu. Pre-sale party zone tickets are $10 each. And Saturday night, August 3rd, touting several platinum-selling albums, 10 number one singles, and multiple ACM and CMA awards. Whoa. And now at the Klamath County Fair, Lone Star. What about now? Why should Pre-sale party zone tickets are $15, and general admission are $10 at the fairgrounds and online at KlamathCountyFair.com. You can have your car taken to the shop of your choice. So, my friend had her car taken to Excel Auto Body because she heard about their reputation for excellent work. They even gave her a written warranty that's good for as long as
0: she owns that car. So, Excel Auto Body is a very smart choice. Hi, I'm Rorik, owner of Excel Auto Body. No matter if the damage is minor or major, you'll want to choose us now. So, if you are ever in an accident, you'll be ready. And remember, it's your choice what body shop you go to. Choose Excel Auto Body, it's your car, our reputation. Slow down. Slow down and move over. And move over. When you see
2: lights. Vests. Or reflectors. Please, give us some room. Slow down and move over. When you need us. We've got your back. you have ours? You got our back? You got ours? You got our back? Please, slow down.
0: And move over. Hello friends, Brian Gailey here, Klamath Falls News. Welcome back to Ask Klamath. It's presented by the Klamath County Fairgrounds. Uh, We are actually joined here today by our friend Chief Michael Cook here from the Chiloquin Fire and Rescue. Chief Cook, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we've talked about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, We're going to get to what we call our soapbox here in just a minute. But before we do, I want to let you guys know of a a big partnership that we've got going on with uh, some great sponsors in the Klamath County Fairgrounds. we, we have partnered with the fairgrounds with Wold Amusements, Diamond S. Meat Company, Ace Towing, Great Northwest Pro Rodeo, and Shasta Family Dental to bring you the ultimate fair experience. Uh, the ultimate fair experience is an opportunity where you can win a great grand prize package that includes two tickets to all three concerts, Midland, John Wolf, and Lone Star, two tickets to each night of the rodeo, uh, four Golden Carnival wristband coupons, that's the ones that get you the rides all weekend long, Four 2019 season passes to the fairgrounds, and the best of all, $100 in fair food also, so you have a full experience at the fairgrounds. There's going to be prizes for second prize and third, but head over to clownfallsnews.org slash ultimate fair. See it on the screen there, clownfallsnews.org slash ultimate fair to enter. Uh, and somebody's going to win this. Entries are open right now. They'll close July 25th, and we'll have a drawing July 26th that somebody is going to have the ultimate fair experience. So, Chief Cook, this section we call it the soapbox. It's an opportunity for our our guests to talk about what's on their mind. What is on your mind today?
1: You know, I'd really like to go back and reinforce. I like to share with everybody just how important it is to me that everybody, all the emergency services within Klamath County work so hard together. Um, I find that absolutely wonderful. And if you get a chance, go visit your local fire department. Tell them thank you. Let your ambulance service know. Uh, the sheriff's office, OSP, the Forest Service, ODF, um, all wonderful people doing wonderful things to help out our community. And the other thing I'd really like to share with everybody is I'd like to re highlight the volunteers. Brian, it is so important. It's near and dear to my heart. I started as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. and these are our neighbors, these are our friends, um, brothers, sisters these are the people that get out of bed after working a 12 to 16 hour day they sacrifice the time with their family they get out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning to help somebody that they may, may not even know and they're trying to make their community better, they go out, they spend 100 to 200 hours a year training on their personal time to make themselves better so they can help you and it's important to me. I, I truly believe that the volunteers, um, whether they're fire mm-hmm. or they're helping um, at one of the um, local uh, places uh, in town, um, but volunteers are one of our most noble people, and they're, they are the most noble. Um, it's incredible, and I, I really like to say thank you to all the volunteers that, that we have in our department.
0: And earlier you said you have 30 volunteers, right? We do.
1: We do have 30 volunteers. Are, are you, I'm very blessed. Are you
0: looking for more?
1: or is... Always. So we're always looking for volunteers. Um, if you're interested in volunteer, volunteering, especially with Chilliquin Fire and Rescue, uh, feel free to come down to our office. Uh, we're right in the heart of Chilliquin, right at 20, 201 South 1st Avenue. Um and come down and talk with us. Uh, We can get an application, we can talk about the process, uh, we can talk about the training, we can talk about the area. If you're interested in only wildland, or only structural, or doing EMS, we can help you with that. If you're interested in going to KCC to work on uh, those classes, skills, or certifications, we can help you with that. And I would also challenge you, if you don't live in Chiloquin Fire and Rescue, see your local fire department. Um, See what you can do to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that uh, Kino is a volunteer district. Excuse me, District Four, Rocky Point, Shemult, Crescent, District Five, Bly, Bonanza, Merrill, Malin. Um, they're all departments that have volunteer mechanisms. And if you're interested, go talk to them. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Good to hear. Good good information there. Uh, anything else that's on your mind today? You want to talk about? um no i'm i'm ready to hear some questions though. all right well let's take a look and see what live questions we have here uh digging through we've got a, we've got a several and uh josh ryan is asking um we talked earlier about address place cards mm-hmm. uh they're asking where in Chilliquin can you get those uh, uh can people in Chilliquin get address place cards to help the fire department is that something you got to go to like home depot to pick up or is there somebody that's a more standardized item that you can pick up
1: Excellent. That's, that's an excellent question. Thank you, Josh. So if you're interested in getting a address marker in Chilliwack, please feel free to come down to our station. And As I said, it is at 201 South 1st Avenue there in Chilliwack, right across the street from the post office. And we will supply you with an address marker. We will put the correct numbers on it for you. And we'll give you up to two for free and uh, allow you to mount them. If you're unable to mount your own, I would be willing to bet that we have some outstanding volunteers that would be more than happy to go out there and help you mount those. Very
0: good. Yep. So head on down to this fire station and you can help Absolutely. out Absolutely. Right um Do you know if other fire stations might have that same opportunity as well?
1: I am actually not aware of that, but I can imagine that they don't. And once again, I would um, say go ahead and call your local fire department to find out. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, well, Josh also asks, how can a homeowner keep their property safe during fire season? When, a little bit ago, we just talked about a few of those things. Can you can you uh, go down that bullet point list one more time? Yep,
1: I can. And once again, thank you, Josh. Um, I would reiterate, uh, please maintain a defensible space, uh, 30 to 100 feet around your home. Make sure that we're able to find you, so that goes back to the address marker. And then once again, also be thinking about those pine needles on the roofs. Be thinking about all the needle drape across the sagebrush. Um fire tends to travel very fast uh, across that. Uh, Be thinking about your driveway being clear and easy accessible for large fire trucks to be able to get and protect your home. Um, And then think about yourself most importantly. Think about where is your escape route? What does it take for you to get out of your home and where are you going to go? And should you have animals? Uh, Don't forget them. Uh, Our dogs and our cats and those horses and and the other animals uh, deserve an opportunity as well. So have uh, the ability to protect them and a place to take them. And, uh, and those are some of the areas I would look at.
0: All right. Yep. Uh, question comes from, uh, Tyler Fowler, kind of a two-part question here. Uh, and he kind of briefly mentioned it. How can somebody become a volunteer and are there any restrictions and or health restrictions for those volunteers?
1: So thank you, Tyler. Um, so I have, uh, I have, a a very strict philosophy in our department and it's family first i i truly believe that but we also have another philosophy and i believe that we have a seat for every keister mm-hmm. um, if you want to help your community we will find a place for you to do so um, so as far as being a volunteer please feel free to come down to uh... the office and we can get you an application we can answer your questions uh... find out where you're interested to be at and uh... We will see where we can place you in, in our department to uh, assist our community and help our department out.
0: Very good. So, health restrictions or anything like that with people—they gotta be, you know. Obviously, I'm a little larger guy; it might be a little harder for me to do some of the physical stuff that might be required. Is there is there any restrictions that maybe to be the fireman, the EMT, you know, be on the yeah. trucks?
1: So, for certain jobs, there there may be um, certain areas. But once again, um, there's a seat for everybody, and so it's not just the firefighting we need help with. Um, We need people to be able to help flag on the road. We need people to be able to help train. We need people to help do inventory on medical and fire trucks. We need to be able to restock those trucks and make sure that they're stocked at all times. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not able to go out and pull the hose and fight the fire and wear the packs and and, uh, work on the highway, there is a ton of things in the fire department that you can help us with and we are always welcome you're always welcome to come visit us and see what you can do
0: very um, good so
1: there's a seat for
0: everybody there's a seat for everybody, seat for everybody. Right. yep and i think we have a, another question on here uh this one comes from anna fowler how does Chiliquin fire and rescue work with the schools that are in the Chiliquin area
1: Ah, uh, miss anna so once again um, i believe miss anna is affiliated with sage and so i give my salute to panthers and the queens Um, But I kind of left SAGE out a little bit, didn't I? Um, We work really, really hard uh, with our local schools. We try to, uh, just this year we went to SAGE and we had some firefighters do some reading for the the kids out there. Um, We do standby for the sports uh, programs as needed Mm -hmm. for the high school. Um, We've done a couple things such as an egg drop and some other items with the uh, elementary school. But something else we've been working on, and this is a fledgling program, but we're really working hard and working forward with this, is we're trying to work with a cadet program. Um, we just got done having a very fine cadet um, that went through the program and is now become a, a very good firefighter. Uh, he just completed; he got his EMT license not mm-hmm. too long ago, and he's moved forward, and he started at 15, 16 years old as a cadet. Um, Currently, our policies require that you're 16 years old to be a cadet and you can't be a
0: firefighter until you're 18. Yep. Cool. Anything else you'd like to add? And we're waiting to see if maybe any more questions pop in. I don't have anything at this moment. Okay. Uh, I'm actually seeing no in- additional questions, so we'll go ahead and wrap the show up. We're right on time, 6.59, 7 o'clock here. Uh, Chief, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. A uh, lot of good stuff we covered here uh, on this show here. Ask Klamath, uh, presented by the Klamath County Fairgrounds. We appreciate you guys for watching and tuning in as well. Uh, this has been our 37th episode that we have done with this. We started uh, about a year ago. And, and we've come full circle. It's awesome. Uh, Brandon over here off screen is smiling at me because he was there at the very first one as well. Uh, Ask Klamath is a production of Klamath Falls News. It's hosted by myself Brian Gailey. Off camera is Brandon uh, the other Brandon in the room. Uh, it's a family show around here. He is helping me out. That is my son. Couldn't do it without him. Uh, if you guys did not watch the entire broadcast, that's okay because as soon as Facebook's done doing its magic, you can re-watch any on our page here. You can also head over to askklamath.com where you can check out all of our archives in the previous three seasons uh, if we've entertained you if you learned something like comment share uh, let your friends know a- about the show as well uh, next week we will be live right here again Wednesday next week uh, Heather Tramp the executive director of the Clown County Chamber of Commerce will actually make her second appearance on Ask Klamath we're going to be talking with her about what's going on down there on behalf of my guest here Chief Cook I'm Brian Gailey guys we'll see you around the basin goodbye